three, two, one. These people don't. We're giving them the business. The business. All the band is out on the field. Welcome to week 15 championship week conference championship 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 week you turn the stutter into a remix, and then you got a good, a good sounding intro to the podcast. Mm-hmm. We're going to write something. Well, you know that's just like uh, your opinion, man. I'm just saying it sounded better than a championship week. Now, I got to get something off my chest real quick, um, just because. I told you so. And that's what that's, that's this right here. I just want to put that up in your face. You are the you are one of the idiots who buys those things. I keep these things. These are nice. Look at that. Isn't that nice? That's so nice. It says forty to seventeen. And How that was that was like a, that was like five bucks. It's not bad. Yeah. Five dollars you can use on other stuff. I actually didn't didn't have cash on me. So, so my dad bought it. Thank you, Dad. That was nice. That was nice of you. But my fo- <laughs> folks came down and uh, celebrated my birthday with me. My mom took seven shots, and she was trying to take 25. Uh, she was trying to take as many shots as I was years alive, and I said, no. you cannot. I think that's a good, good idea for moms to do. It was a good idea. My dad wouldn't let it happen. He didn't, <laughs> didn't, didn't like the idea too much, which I'm surprised she made it seven. I've never seen my, – my parents haven't drank that much in years. You know, when I went to um, I went to a South Alabama game. It was one of the few non-Florida State games I've been to, and I got like they were just pouring up shots, and people were not doing the shots. I didn't want them, so the guy I was with handed me the extra shot after I've already done ones. Like Joey, you do that, and uh, I got absolutely plastered. I don't remember the game at all. I know they won like forty to seven or something like that, but it yeah. was uh, it was a fun time. It was a fun time. I probably had about twenty-five shots. Dang! Nope. I'm. I'm not. I'm not that. See, I think the Irish gene isn't like you're good at drinking. I think it's just you get, you get ornery when you drink because that's what happens with me. I get ornery and I start doing do. things, like, like terrible, terrible things. I'd say pissy, too. You get pissy as well. I get pissy. Are you talking to me? Like, no. I was ordering through the drive-through. You asshole. <laughs> All right. So. We'll get into college football, but first, but first, um, we we have to go through this, and I can't share sound and video at the same time, but you don't need to see the video. You just need to hear it. The Niners broadcaster has been suspended for inappropriate comments he made about the Baltimore Ravens quarterback following Sunday's game. On a radio show Monday, radio color analyst Tim Ryan said QB Lamar Jack. Did you hear that deep breath? He went. <gasps> yeah. <laughs> He's like. <gasps> He's. He. Who is black is skilled <laughs> at faking. So, is QB Lamar Jackson, who is black. Like we didn't fucking know, Alan. <laughs> he just wanted to make sure. He's like. <laughs> <laughs> like, 
Like, he's black. Like if there was any confusion out there, whether this guy is black, white, Hispanic, or Asian, we don't know. Of course, I've never seen an Asian man move like this. <laughs> Maybe on the Jabberwockies. Watch right. yourself. Watch yeah, what? yourself. Oh, I might be Tim Ryan or whatever his name is. Okay. Yeah, no, this is a podcast that 13 people listen to. <laughs> All right, let's keep going. Is skilled at faking handoffs because of his, quote, dark skin color with a dark football. Jackson rushed for more than 100 yards as he led the race. We need a white football. It's, 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 it's gone on too long. <laughs> All right, now, I figured it out. I figured I was looking it up. This guy is 80 years old. So, you know what this was? This was a guy who was pissed off his team lost. And he has a little twinge of racism. So, you know, when you're, you're pissed off that your team lost, like we all do it. We start throwing out irrational reasons. The refs were against us. They're paying the refs. Well, you know, they didn't, you know, they, they did that. That was illegal. I don't think they're supposed to do that. This guy went with, he's black, so he hides the football better than the other people. That's why he plays fakes better. You know? Yeah, you know, maybe he's just just real nimble and real versatile and real fast and quick and can throw the damn ball. But also, maybe a brown football is closer to a black man's skin color than a white man. I don't know. I'm just saying. I'm just, just putting it out there. Well, I mean, like, no one said this with <laughs> – Cam Newton or RG3. You know, but the, the reason why he's not fired and just suspended at this point is that people are mulling it over. Like, is this guy racist or, like, Oh, sorry. Football... That was a different Tim Ryan. He's 52, so he's really got yeah, no excuse. Yeah, I was going to say, in the video, he doesn't look that old. He doesn't look like he'd have the, the old the boomer racism. The uh, old, whenever I was a kid, the schools were segregated. <laughs> yeah i don't think he has that no no yeah, this guy is pissed off that his team lost and he was trying to come up with an irrational excuse and he just went with the other guy's black which is what you're not supposed to do that's right. not okay <laughs> never okay never okay but i will say like other than lamar jackson's skin color being close to the football which really doesn't even matter because if you're a good play faker with the ball it you know you can hide it white, black, yellow, brown, or blue, or purple, or whatever colors people are calling themselves these days. Yeah, it's just a really good fake. It's just so quick and decisive. I, you can't see it, but... And then could, he accelerates so quickly, by the time yeah. someone figures out he faked it, he's gone. I could, show, I could show it to you, but you can watch it on Sundays for yourself. Like, this guy is absolutely insane, better than Michael Vick, and that's something to be said, because Michael Vick in his prime was something to be reckoned with. So, like, it's just, it's just he's so de decisive with his read. And that's you're starting to see this in a lot of uh, pro football teams when they get a quarterback like Lamar Jackson who can run a read option, that the pros are starting to mix in the read option. It's a little later than I expected it to happen, but they're starting to mix in this kind of college ball with, with the old-fashioned pro-style offenses. I like it a lot. Okay. Yeah. Now that we got our slight racist humor out of the way for the day, that's always good. All right. Um, week 14, we'll start with the Egg Bowl because we don't have a come on, man, or something of the week. But if we did, this would be it. 
this cost them the ball game. And I tell you what, it was the the changing factor in this game. Well, the look, touchdown. I'm not going to show the whole play. You don't need to see it. What you need to see is this right here. <laughs> and immediate flag. And immediate flag. Flag. No questions asked. And he was like, yeah, yeah, okay. And everyone's looking at him like, okay, yeah, we're pumped. So pumped. Crowd's like, yeah, we don't care. Our kicker can make an extra point. Four seconds on the game clock. Oh, look, he's got the belt. Oh, yeah. How do you feel? You feel real good. Feel real good. This kicker's like, I got butterflies, man. I got butterflies. <laughs> I'm going to act like I don't, don't care that this kick's from the 18-yard line. <laughs> 35 oh. yards is a lot more than this. Look, this kicker's like, I'm just going to take my steps, my three right. and then my four. Oh, here you go. That's a better angle, actually. That's a good look. It was just a quick piss. And he pushes it. And now you look like a complete idiot. Yep. 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 You know who I blame for this loss? Um, I don't blame the kid doing it. I blame Randy Moss. Because he is the original dog piss celebration guy. And so without Randy Moss, Old Miss ties the game. That's just fair. But the real question is, do you think if that guy, if the kicker, if that guy doesn't do that and the kicker misses the extra point, either anyway, do you think the Old Miss coach is still fired? Did they fire him? He's fired. He's gone? Yeah, I mean – I don't, well, you never know because you go into overtime, right? So they could have still won. So well, yeah. no, I'm saying the kicker still misses the extra point, the but he doesn't. Still. They don't get the penalty with the guy pissing on the field. Yeah, you know, yeah, I think he's still fired because I think Mississippi State probably pulls it out in overtime. I don't know. Yeah, no, I'm saying the kicker still misses the extra point. Oh, he still gets uh, still the penalty misses. Doesn't happen. Okay, okay, sorry, a little tired. Uh, yeah, he still he still gets fired. Same outcome. See, I don't know because it's just so much worse with what happened. It is so much worse, isn't it? It just looks terrible. Yeah. It just it, looks like you have no control over your team. And, and I mean, I saw it at FSU, too. It's the same thing. And then – And to give the guy a touchdown belt, in, 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 you know, after he gets the penalty. Yeah. You know, that's, that's a discipline issue is what that is to me. You know, and – as a coach, you want to have fun, but, I mean, stuff like this costs you games. And he's, yeah. he's learned that if he hasn't learned it before. He learned it now. So, that, that just to me, whenever I saw it, I was like, oh, good one. Oh, he missed the field goal. That's too bad. Yeah. So sad. Don't know. Yeah, that kind of, it didn't bother – the celebration didn't bother me all that much. It's just like you got to know the situation you're in. If you, if you scored that touchdown to go up by three scores, piss on the field. That's funny. Do it, mm-hmm. but the fact that he scored the touchdown to tie it, and the, or not to tie it, but another crazy play that uh, I saw this past Saturday was the Wake Forest and Syracuse game. Wake Forest driving down the field, about to take the lead, and then whammy, give me that ball, and yeah. he returns it all the way just to put the game away in overtime. You don't need to yeah, see that. Yeah, that was a crazy play, too. There's, an, there's another play like that in the NFL that someone did someone, something similar earlier. Oh, it was Jamal Adams uh, did it against um, 
we can't remember what team it was, but the quarterback was back in the pocket and he was on a safety blitz and grabbed the ball out of the quarterback's hand and ran and scored for the touchdown. So nice. it's just that's happened a couple. Of, I think there's another time it happened this year too. But that, that was an awesome play by Wake. Yeah, Wake's a better team. People we'll give him credit for this year. That was uh, Syracuse made the play. Wake lost. Oh, mm-hmm. I thought it was the opposite. Wake yeah. is a better team than people give them credit for, though. I will give you that. I I think they are good. They they got. I don't know. Losing Syracuse is pretty shitty. I was thinking it was turned around. <laughs> That's bad. Maybe uh, Wake sucks. Who cares? Okay. <laughs> All right. So moving on, Iowa takes down Nebraska and takes down their hopes of going to a bowl game. You're lingering there at five and seven. If you're Scott Frost, what are you expect? If you're the Nebraska fan base, what are you expecting next year out of the Cornhuskers? I mean, this is now two years under Scott Frost, and they put together wins against Northwestern, uh, South Alabama, Northern Illinois, Illinois, and Maryland. I did – well, Maryland's not a real team. Um, that Maryland, you – they lost – 40, 54 to 7. Uh, they gave up, the, they the gave up playing football off the first two weeks. They they played football good the first two weeks. Then they played uh, Temple, got beat by Temple in a close game. They gave up. Their season was over at that point. Plenty of teams gave me hope this year and just just kicked me right in the sack. I, I don't know how else to describe it. it but, the SMU, Wake Forest, um, Maryland, Tulane. The list goes but, on, really. But anyway, going back to Nebraska. Um, Wisconsin. I don't think Nebraska will ever get back to Nebraska. I think they're dead as a program. So, I think Scott Frost made a big mistake going there, honestly, because he could have went anywhere he wanted after that year at UCF. I'll give him – he went back to his alma mater. Sure, that's honorable. But what kid in 2019 – is going to decide that he wants to go to Nebraska. Mm-hmm. N- nobody. You're never going to get the players that they were getting before. It's a different football game than it was than when Nebraska was dominating and winning national championships. They're never going to get back to greatness. And, you know, Scott Frost could get them back to being respectable, but ne- they shouldn't expect him to get them back to winning national championships. I just don't think it's possible. So I think as a program, you're going to have to hope he gets recruits in and every three to four years competes for something. But and that's the best does, case scenario. And what does Scott Frost, as if you look at his – you know, tradition means a lot. Nebraska has a story tradition as a college football program. And you look at Scott Frost, and he was a part of the, I, I believe, the 1994 national championship team, wasn't he? Yeah, one of them. he was part of one of the national championship teams. And so, yeah, you're right. Going back to the alma maters, always, always a, like a good heart feeling move. But was it the smartest move? I don't know. I, I think you're right. A kid who was looking at like USC and LA versus Nebraska in Nebraska. Also, like Florida State was interested in him too. That was mm-hmm. the same year. We t- took the, uh, the idiot. Yeah, F- Florida, uh, I think, gave Scott Frost a call. He was one of the first – he was the all second, the, second guy, the, I, think. I think. There's a lot of big jobs open that year that he could have taken, and he decided to go back there. He would have mm-hmm. been the number one name on all the lists. He would have just won a national championship that year. He did win a national championship that year. Go Knights. <laughs> Let me get a go, go Knights. Knights. All right. Go um, yeah, I, 
to me, I don't want to spend too too long talking about this. I do think Scott Frost is a good coach, and I think he will bring bring the program back where it needs to be. I, I like Nebraska in the Big 12, though. I don't know if they'll find a home here in the Big 10 where they are now. I think Ohio State is running ship right now. Michigan also running ship. Wisconsin's looking good. And, you know, th- there's not a whole lot of room when you have big teams like that in your conference just bullying you every single year. Yeah, all that they're going to have to hope for is that they, one of the years that they're up, Wisconsin, now Minnesota, they maintain success, and Northwestern even. Uh, they got to hope that all those teams are having a down year when they're going for an up year, and then they have a shot at something. But I just think, like I said, it's going to be every three to four years you might have a, you might have a decent season. You got to hope for a good senior class. I think I think they will. Uh, next year, I have a way better year. I mean, I'm looking at these games right now, and they look competitive. Besides, like, the Minnesota was 34-7. to Indiana, they lost 38-31. Purdue, 31-27. Wisconsin, 37-21. That was probably close at some point. And then against Iowa, they lost 27-24. So these are all competitive games. They're right there on the cusp of being a great team in the Big Ten. So if, if he keeps that and maybe get some of his recruits in there, I see them having next year maybe, like uh, – eight and four seven and five anywhere from nine and three to seven and five next year they're making a bowl next year i think i think eight and five will be a a good season for nebraska going forward if scott frost is the coach and then the the peak will be maybe a 10-win season if they get lucky with the schedule i just don't think they'll ever get back to where they were you done talking about nebraska i'm pretty much done talking about yeah i'm finished with them Okay, last week matchup was very exciting. It was probably the, the best game going on on that Friday night. Cincinnati at Memphis is going to be repeated this week. Uh, Cincinnati scored a late, late-time touchdown to make it 34-24 to 24 Memphis. But do you see this game going any differently than it did last week? No, I think Memphis is the better team. I think they're – you know, they've been to this game now three years in a row at least. I'm not sure what they did four years ago. Um, they've lost it to UCF both those years on very good games. Um, I think they're hungry. The only issue is it's starting to come out that Mike Norvell is going to be FSU's next coach. Um, a bunch of places are starting to report it. Um, lower tier places, not the big places. But – uh so it's an issue of there's the better team. Is he looking ahead? Is the team... Are these places like Warchant and like No, Facebook? Warchant's not even reporting it yet. They're not... But no, it's like certain radio stations in Tennessee kind of thing. Um, but it's expected. The reason It seems like the reason FSU delayed the announcement is because he's playing in the championship game. So, okay. So um, you, think he's no gonna leave, to. you think they're going to announce it before the bowl game? Yeah. I mean, I, we got an early signing period in college football nowadays. I guarantee he doesn't coach in the bowl game. Mm-hmm. Um, if he is the head coach, which I assume – I'm 90% sure he will be. Um, so, I'm going to be very interested in this game, watching it. But I think if you're just – take that out of the equation. Memphis is the better team. There's going to be a lot of points scored in this game. I think there will be more points scored in this game than there was last week. Um, I, I took the over big time in this game, 57.5. That's the exact same as it was last – I think last week was 58.5, and that hit. So, um, I'm taking that for sure. Um, it's going to be a fun game to watch, but I think Memphis wins by two touchdowns. Uh, I'm with you. I think Memphis knows what they're up against now, and they, they know they can blow them out. 
it, maybe not blow them out, but they know they can win. To me, watching this game, the score is a lot closer than it it seemed. Like I got to watch a good bit of this ball game, and Memphis was in control pretty much the whole game. All right, Boise State at Colorado State. Boise State whooped Colorado State, thirty-one to twenty-four. As closer than you could think. Um, a very interesting game that I watched on the couch after eating some pre-Thanksgiving or some Thanksgiving leftovers was Virginia Tech at Virginia. Yep. And called that one. Yep, I called Virginia winning this one, and and uh, no wait, I think I was on the fence, and I think I went with Virginia or Virginia Tech. I can't. Remember. I think you went with Virginia with me, and Davis went for Virginia Tech. Yeah, but I want a good amount of money on that game because I bet Virginia plus the points. I bet Virginia money line, and I never had more faith in a kid named Delaney in my life. And when that kid lined up to take that kick, but that was a fun game to watch. Virginia was actually out to a big lead, and then Virginia Tech came back, and then mm -hmm. that kid Perkins, he's going to be something. He is going to be something. I, I hope I hope he uh, can surprise Clemson this week, but that's that's more to talk about later. Um. Yeah, he he was uh doing a great job. He had 311 passing yards against Virginia Tech, and Virginia Tech's quarterback is no slouch either. He either he was tossing the ball all over Virginia's defense there in the late in the late uh portion of the fourth quarter, and that's how they were able to come back. They were just beating them deep, beating them uh, passing wise. I think Virginia maybe dropped back into like a like a safe kind of zone, and then they just were picking yeah. them apart really. So. Very fun game to watch. Virginia gets the win over Virginia Tech for the first time in uh, 13 or 15 years and heads to the ACC championship for the first time in school history, making all, uh, I think, seven or eight coastal schools now have, have – uh, It's been seven years in a row there's been a different coastal – School. Yeah, and, and so now now all the coastal schools have been in the ACC championship, which is a cool stat because Vanderbilt's never been to the SEC championship, and I don't think um, I don't think like Mississippi State has been. Like, there's there's a bunch of teams that can't say that they've been to their conferences championship. So that's that's a cool thing to say. And yeah. go Cavs, go Cavs. All right, Texas. Uh, tops Texas Tech, 49-24. Uh, passing leader uh, was Texas Tech's quarterback with almost 400 yards, Jet Duffy, slinging the ball, but comes up short. I didn't really get to catch this game. Did you get any get any uh, Big 12 action in? Uh, I watched this game. Uh, it was very fun at first. I even live bet Texas Tech because it looked like they were just going to keep scoring. Um but Texas just at some point showed them that they were I were better than you kind of thing, and shut them down and uh, they um they blew them away. Uh, we turned it off actually to watch the end of that Virginia Virginia Tech game. It was a lot of fun to watch at the beginning, but yeah, Texas was just a better team in this matchup. That's really all that to be said. Yeah, I I honestly can't get over the uh, Virginia. Uh, the Virginia game because like the students were so excited there at the end of the game to rush the field. They were lining up and you just felt like Virginia was going to win. Like nothing Virginia tech could do, you know, given they were down by two scores with about a minute left, you know, it was almost obvious, but they were still trying. They were trying really hard. Virginia that it was exciting. So I, I don't blame you for turning it off and watching that game. All right. Yep. We're going to skip a whole bunch of these smaller games because who cares? All right. 
And Missouri takes down Arkansas. Actually, also. Who cares? Who cares? Yeah, thank you. Um, Washington takes down Washington State in the Apple Bowl or Apple Cup battle for the Apple Cup. Um, The Apple Cup, I think, yeah. Yeah, the Apple Cup. And Mike Leach is not happy. I just want to talk about this game because of Mike Leach. And, it, you know, you lose to your rival for the second year in a row. You're going to have to figure something out here if you're, if you're the Cougs and if you're Mike Leach. Do you think he goes anywhere? Do you think he stays? Did you see the fake uh, Twitter thing that got everyone into a rampage for a little bit? That, like, old Miss fires the coach, and then 15 minutes later, old Miss hires Mike Leach. And no. then people are freaking out for a second, and it turns out to be a fake Twitter account. That's, uh, out. that's good. That's good stuff. <laughs> I mean, but. there's a lot of openings that he could be good for. Um, to like, honestly, if FSU strike, if for some reason Mike Norvell's not the guy at FSU, you gotta start looking at a guy like Mike Leach, a guy who's a proven winner. Um, I don't know. I think Washington State might be just his kind of place. But he also doesn't seem like a lifer type guy. Like, he wants to move around. So, yeah. It, 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 honestly, it's 50-50 to me. All right. I just I was just wondering. So, UCF whoops USF in the war on I-4. And tensions got a little high. Uh, I didn't see it. With both, really? You didn't see it? Well, tensions got a little high uh, with both teams. And there was a fight. And we're going to talk about it, and I'm going to show you, because entertainment in its highest human form here. So, obviously, this there's just some after, after, you know, some stuff going on over there, over here, and he just throws them on, and now it's 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 going on. It's on. It's down. It's it's out of control. It's a rivalry. It's Florida. So. Florida, Florida State have been in fights. Miami, Florida State have been in fights. Miami and Florida fought in New Orleans, not even at the game. Just fought in New Orleans whenever before the game. Uh, <laughs> I, F, FIU, Miami, I, I don't know. It's something about these Florida rivalries that just gets these kids' blood. Well, boring. these kids, a lot of them, I mean, it's a cliche, but people, they play against each other in high school. They played with each other in high school. I mean, right. most of them know each other. They went mm-hmm. to the same camps together and all that. So, I don't know. It, it, it's it's interesting to see because uh, UCF, they had a down year this year. They should still be fine. Um, losing – or Missouri losing that their offense coordinator to the USC is probably the reason that the coach got fired um, this year too. So, I think they're going to be fine. UCF is going to be. But USF fires Charlie Strong. That guy's career is just gone – downhill after leaving louisville after after Man, leaving after leaving louisville and after well he had uh what teddy bridgewater there and he had lamar jackson there right and i he think had, he had lamar one year yeah yeah he had a couple good quarterbacks there for him and then just not not too swell after that he did a great yeah, job in they, florida being you know, our defensive um, coordinator you know they're talking about taggart going back to usf be interesting. He'll probably do good there. He did there before. Good there before. He's not meant for a big time job. I think. I think that'd be just a lifetime job for him, if I had to guess. Maybe like maybe like South Florida. You know, well, Central South Florida kind of. That'd be nice. All right. Moving on to the games this past Saturday. Ohio State takes down Michigan. 
Anyone who thought Michigan was going to win was wrong. Sorry, Joey. I, I really wanted Michigan to pull this out. They were playing good ball, and they put some points on Ohio State. But, yeah, it, it was just a runaway. They yeah, Daddy Daddy showed up in that game. Mm-hmm. Daddy, Daddy proved who the big guy was. And Ohio State uh, jumps to number one in the – They were number one last week. Oh, yeah, they were number one already. But, well, solidifies their spot as the number one team in the college football playoff rankings. I think that – I don't know if that's accurate right now. Or not. Like, you look at their strength of schedule, they played Wisconsin and Michigan, and compared to LSU, whose strength of schedule has dipped since the beginning – of the season, but it's still stronger, I think, than Ohio Yeah, because, I mean, Texas doesn't look great right now. Um, Alabama did – they beat a two, Alabama with Tua, but Alabama loses again. Their defense just looks like trash, though. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah, the, we'll see. That beat, they didn't that, beat Georgia, did they? No, they, they're playing Georgia this weekend, though, so yeah. we'll get to see that. They whoop up on Texas A&M, though, and – if you compare Texas A&M games, and we don't do the transit of property here, but you look at Alabama play Texas A&M, not that close, but kind of close. Clemson did the same thing. LSU absolutely destroys Texas A&M, fifty to seven. I think this was the uh, this guy didn't want to come to LSU game against mm-hmm. Jimbo. Oh yeah. Oh yeah. I Joe Burrow just absolutely killed it. Okay. Clemson, thirty-eight to three against South Carolina. What you ex- what you expect really? Um, didn't score a whole lot of points, but thirty-eight points is still a good number and holds South Carolina to only three points. Uh, that's a good that's a good win if you're Clemson. I I, I think a, a South Carolina team who has beaten Georgia, played close games against Florida, and Texas A&M and a whole bunch of other teams, and even even the Alabama. I think they had to play Alabama this year, actually. Yeah, forty-seven twenty-three against Alabama. So it, that's a good win. You know, they they held a a decent South Carolina offense. There, uh, Clemson also covered the spread. So thank you, Clemson. There you go. Win some people some money. All right, Georgia. Whoops, Georgia Tech. We don't need to talk about that. Georgia really covered the spread as well. Georgia, Georgia just really shined against against a team that just wasn't ready. They're not. They're in a rebuilding year with their first. Hey, I want to say props to Georgia Tech. They beat Miami. I bet them to beat Miami. That was the biggest win I had all year for an underdog. So there props to them. There you go. Underdog of the underdog win of the year. My chiropractor also said we should do we should do underdog of the week, and I think that's a great idea. Yeah, and I like that. We could start doing that. But underdog of the year right there, underdog bet of the year, I guess. Okay. Um, they whooped them. There was also a fight in that game. People got frisky rivalry weekend. I'm telling you, feeling froggy. They, they were fighting. Everyone was. It's entertainment in its highest form. All right. Uh, Alabama drops one to Auburn in a doinker off the field goal post. That was maybe the best football game I've ever watched. Very good football game. I didn't get to watch it because I was slamming shots back with my mom. I was watching – I watched the first half of it, which it was really good. Alabama looked like they were they were going to win it, honestly. And then Auburn comes roaring back. I saw the highlight of the two pick sixes, the one that was just a bad throw, and then the other that hit off the running back's back, and then he took it 100 yards. Insane. 
and then they put a second back on the clock. Yeah, that was stupid because that clock, the clock would have – if they put a second back on the clock, the clock should have started before the snap, and there wouldn't have been enough time. So mm-hmm. that was – that Nick Saban had a right to be mad about that. And that, I mean, technically, it did end up costing them the game. The whole game. It cost them but the game. Also, Mac Jones ended up costing them the game, too. Mac Jones is nothing better to me, and he might get better with his career. He's a game manager. And with Auburn's defensive line, that defense is good. Mm-hmm. And Auburn's defensive line just shut down – didn't shut down the running game, but they did a good enough job against the running game where Mac Jones had to do something, and it resulted in two interceptions. Yep. And two pick sixes, sorry. Yeah, and hats off to – you You got to give your hat. Oh, my goodness, that is loud. So, was it Jerry Judy or – Waddle. Waddle. the four touchdowns? Yeah, Waddle that had four touchdowns. And he's fast. He had four touchdowns. One, I, I believe it was a kick return for a touchdown after, yeah. to, go, to tie the game at 17. And he had an amazing catch, too, and then he caught one and just ran past everybody on Auburn's defense. That kid's awesome. Right. So what are you going to do if you're Auburn there? You can't, like, you can't – the talent at wide receiver just outshined the DBs, but somehow Auburn stuck in there. They were able to capitalize on a couple poor uh, Mac Jones passes to, you know, Score two touchdowns, so 14 points there. And capitalize on that home field advantage, putting that one second back on the clock and getting that field goal before halftime. And one more thing, Bo Nix is good. Yeah, he's He a might freshman. have had some freshman mistakes early in the season, but that kid played out of this world in that game. And then Bo Nix, towards the end of the game, or like the last, pretty, the last play of the game pretty much, um, it was, I believe, third down or fourth down trying to run the clock out, and he noticed Alabama had 12 men on the field. He counts them, and he goes ahead, lets the referee know, and then it's a penalty. They get a first down, game's over. So he had the awareness there to end the game without even running a play. So that's that's showing growth to me. And Auburn's going to be a good football team here in the future. Alabama's also going to be a good team in the future too. All those depending on the quarterback, because yeah. Matt Jones is not the guy. Well, well, Nick Saban has won won uh, national championships with the likes of AJ McCarron, and you know. It's true, but I mean, yeah, I mean, your defense has got to improve a lot. Like they are young, so I'll give them Alabama that the defense yeah. is young, but they got a lot of improvement. Too. They they do. Those freshmen are going to turn into sophomores soon enough, and Alabama's defense yeah. will sure up, and and we'll see how they do in the bowl game. I'm curious to see who they play. Hopefully. They don't get t- tagged up with, like, a uh, Virginia or someone. I, I want to see a good game. I'd like to see them play Oklahoma. I don't know in what world that will work out, but I'd like to see I, I doubt like they make it into a – what do you call it? The uh, New Year's Year Six. six. Mm, that's rough. If you got Alabama, you're going to have Georgia, because we're going to talk about it later, but Georgia's going to lose. And then you got Alabama. you got those three teams mm-hmm. playing for New Year's Six. Auburn yeah. has the least amount of – or the, the least amount of wins out of all those, so. There you go. All right. Uh, give you a big arm there. Utah takes down Colorado 45-15. to 15. It seems like this team's rolling. The defense is rolling. The offense is rolling. The, I, you know, looking forward, we'll talk about them in a little bit, but I, I think they've got their eyes set on the playoffs. Nothing less. All right, Oklahoma 
takes down Oklahoma State 34 to 16. Wisconsin takes down Minnesota, which, you know, to me, I, I, I thought Minnesota was going to win this game, you know, come back from that loss against Iowa. But no, they don't. Wisconsin's looking like they're trying to make up for lost time and lost games. Baylor. Yeah. Okay, anyway. I was just going to say, I thought Minnesota was going to win, too, but they're just – they're a good team. They're not a great team. Mm-hmm. So, that's all I got. Yep. Wisconsin out, out-talented them. And Wisconsin played Wisconsin ball there. Defense and time of possession with the run game. And their quarterback made some good passes in, in a terrible, terrible weather. It was like sleeting. It was, it was bad weather. I, like, I would never want to play football in that cold or that, like, rainy of weather Baylor whoops uh Kansas 61 to 6 uh Penn State beats Rutgers in a not impressive 27 to 6 win Florida State falls to Florida 40 to 17 this game it it was exciting the atmosphere was great just being there like it was the stadium got loud the pregame atmosphere was was intense but you, d- you didn't have the intensity that you had if Florida State would have been better. Like, it j- people just knew that Florida State wasn't that good this year, and that takes away from the, the rivalry in the game a little bit. Yeah, the real issue was when Jordan Travis got absolutely demolished on that play. Oh, Offense yeah. line couldn't block anybody. Terry missed – God, Terry said on one of those long passes, like there's two – one, he got that one slant they took forever. There's two long passes that looked like he might have a chance at. And one of them, he said after the game, he admitted it was his mistake. He thought Blackman was getting sacked and slowed up. And he was free. If he would have caught it, I mean, one big play, you give gives the team hope. And yeah. And uh, F- FSU went vertical a few times. I think that Blackman just didn't have the time in the pocket there to make those throws because Tamar and Terry is an NFL caliber wide receiver. Somebody's going to get a steal with that kid in the NFL, man. C.J. Henderson could not cover him, one of Florida's best corners. And he he wasn't playing a physical up-front man. He was kind of playing off. And you just can't do that with a receiver like like Tamari Terry. He beats you to the inside quick. He's going to beat you deep quick. And it's just not a good look. Fortunate for Florida, uh, the quarterbacks did not have enough time to make those passes. And And one more thing. Uh, FSU probably is the worst secondary in college football, which is just shows you how bad the coaching is because they are loaded at four and five star talent with the secondary. I was and surprised. They can't F- stop the pass. FSU came out in man coverage, and FSU's played zone most of the year. And Kyle Trask is really good at picking apart the zone. And so that, I think, confused them a little early on, and they had to hit it with the quick screens and stuff. But Trask has done a great job of. Uh, passing the ball and I think people are are kind of underestimating Kyle Trask also he's he's the best quarterback Florida's had since Tim Tebow his numbers and quarterback rating are up there with the likes of Danny Warfel Rex Grossman and Tim Tebow at at Florida so he is a decent quarterback well and the issue again like when you talk about Florida State coming on zone is because they were their plan was to blitz and they blitzed a lot in that game and they got zero sacks so you're in zone coverage, you blitz a lot, you don't get any sacks. You want to wonder why we got our ass kicked 
Mm-hmm. I mean, it's right there. <laughs> yeah, so. and, and I did feel bad for Cam Akers. They were running the mess out of him. And he did get a one one long, uh, I think, 60 or 50-yarder yard touchdown run. So, good for Cam Akers to go out. Yeah, I was in the bathroom during that. It came out commercial early. I missed it. The only good play of the game. <laughs> it was a quick quick strike. In. And uh, Florida, Florida's corner, I think uh, – was it? I I, for, I forget his name. I'm blanking on his name right now. I know his name, uh, but he completely whiffed on an open field tackle uh, against uh, against Cam Akers, and he tried to arm tackle him. And with an NFL caliber running back, you just can't do that sort of thing. You got to actually head up him, major right, hit him hard, and he didn't do that. So Cam Akers got a big touchdown there. Which you know, I was the whole time I was looking. You got to worry about Cam Akers. You got to worry about Tamarion Terry and. They couldn't hit Terry. They they hit Terry for a long one in the first drive, and Florida State yeah. scored initially. But even even with that score, like the overall feeling in the stadium at the time was, it's only a matter of time before Florida takes over. They're not going to be able to keep this did. up, and they did. So there it is. Your Florida Florida State in the books. Not as exciting as you would have liked, but still rivalry, still fun time. I got plenty of pictures. My mom had a great time. All right. Yeah. Or- Oregon takes down Oregon State. Who cares? Notre Dame takes down Stanford. Not that close, 45-24. Iowa State drops one to Kansas State. My granddad was right about that game. Louisville drops one to Kentucky, 45-13. Called that one. We had a – we had a not a gentleman's bet, but you had Louisville on that one, I believe. I had Kentucky in an Correct. SEC versus wrong. ACC. So, in your face. Uh, Thank you. Yep. Indiana beats Purdue 44 to 41 in double overtime. So fun game there. All right. Moving on. Tennessee beats Vanderbilt and Jeremy Pruitt actually with a seven and five season, third in the SEC East. They, you know, they pulled it out. They they've won five straight games. So. You know, yeah, my boss is a Tennessee fan. I asked him what he thinks about Pruitt. He thinks he did – the team did show improvement, but the end of the season was more the result of a weak schedule than it was of actually becoming a good team. So, they're, wait, they're, they're in the wait-and-see mode on Pruitt, but they're still closer to not liking him than they are liking him. Well, at the beginning of the season, you had a weak schedule, and you lost those games. So, I would say it's an improvement. And yeah. weak schedule meeting – Georgia Southern and BYU, and then you got your stuff together against Chattanooga. So there yeah. that is. Okay, North Carolina becomes bowl eligible with a win over NC State. Perfect, good to go. Arizona beats or Arizona State beats Arizona, continuing uh, its win streak in the Pac-12 after beating an Oregon team and losing to an Oregon State team. So the Pac-12, as always, just devouring itself really all right moving on to the championship week now the rankings are looking like this ohio state's number one lsu number two clemson number three georgia number four utah sitting at five and oklahoma and baylor sitting at six and seven respectively this championship week is pretty big it's it's gonna decide a lot of things first of all we're gonna find out not just how good Clemson is, but we're going to find out 
if Clemson has just been bored all year, like you said last week, or if they if they you know actually face a competitive team with a good quarterback, if they you know might show signs of weakness, we're gonna find out if Wisconsin can take on Ohio State and improve on the loss earlier in the season, and if Ohio State is pretty much just the Mac Daddy this year in that game. And we're also going to find out if Georgia even stands a chance against LSU and how far Georgia will drop if they lose and or how far LSU will drop if Georgia wins. What are you most excited for this week? Uh, I don't think any of the games that you mentioned. Uh, I'm most excited for Baylor, Oklahoma. Um, you guys, I've been I was saying getting all to it. I was getting to it. Yeah, I don't think, I've been saying all year that if Baylor wins out, I think they're in the playoff. And right now they're sitting at six. They will have the best win out of any of the conference champions except for LSU. Because Georgia's not winning that game. Except for LSU um, in their championship game. They'll jump Utah if they win. I firmly believe they'll do that. Um, Utah is only in if Georgia and Baylor lose. They might not even be in if Oklahoma loses. Wait, who's is Baylor six, right? No, Oklahoma's six, Baylor seven. Baylor seven. Okay, never mind. So, so yeah, you're saying the winner of that game Utah's got that game jumps. Yeah, winner of that game jumps Utah. So uh, that, I'm very excited for that game. I don't know. Do you want? Do we want to go do predictions now, or do you want to wait? Yeah. What, no, what are you most excited for? So let's let's. I, I'm excited to see the Baylor Oklahoma game as well. That's what I'm most excited for. I'm also ex- I'm excited to see the Utah Oregon game because it's a Friday night game and I'll get to catch some of that. Hopefully. Um, yeah, I like having a couple Friday night championship games. So we'll we'll go with the Utah versus Oregon game first because it is the Friday night game. I think Utah's going to win this game, and if they win convincingly, I don't know how you can get anyone to jump them. No, I do. I, I mean, if if Baylor or Oklahoma wins convincingly, then maybe. But I don't think either one of those teams are going to do that. They dropped one to USC, thirty to twenty-three. Whenever USC brought in Keaton Slovis, and Keaton Slovis just threw all over him. I think that was the first week Keaton Slovis played, and they weren't expecting it. I I don't know. They slipped up there, but then Oklahoma slipped up against against um Kansas State and Baylor had one loss and that was to Oklahoma so that's not a bad loss there if you're Baylor that's probably the best loss out of those three teams yeah um I like the Oregon Utah game I think it's gonna be a good game um I don't think Utah is gonna blow them out the the spread I, I don't know what you have it as I see it as seven points in Utah's favor I'm scared of that. I got a six and a half. Yeah, I'm scared of the over-under as well. Um, it's 45, and I have it as 45 now. I don't know what this game's going to do. I think Utah wins, but I just don't think it matters. Uh, I don't think they, they have to have too much stuff happen for them to sneak in. Um, but like I've been saying all year, the Pac-12 is playing this game of who wants it uh, the least – and Oregon did their job and lost, and Utah did earlier and lost. So I wouldn't be surprised at all if Oregon pulled out the upset. I might take Oregon plus seven, but Utah to win. And if Oregon does pull off the upset, 
that solves all of our problems. I my my chiropractor was calling hard for Oregon to pull off the upset this week. Also, so shout out, shout out there. All right, I got I got Utah winning this game, and I don't think it's going to be a blowout. I think it's going to be something along the lines of twenty eight to twenty one. I think it's going to be a close game. It's going to be entertaining. I got Utah winning it. Yeah. All right. Baylor at or Baylor versus Oklahoma in Cowboys Stadium. And I want so bad for Baylor to win. They they had it in the first half against Oklahoma. They really did. And then they they just they they You blew it. It really did. And it was upsetting because Oklahoma came back. But it was it was a cool comeback to watch. I'm going to go ahead and I'm going to take Baylor here. And I think if Baylor wins convincingly, they could jump a Utah team. They're definitely going to they're going to jump Oklahoma and so all they got to do is jump Utah. I I mean I think it's a I think Baylor wins this game. It's one of those things you like you don't want to play a good team twice. And Oklahoma like Baylor did jump out and Oklahoma came back. Baylor's hungry. They know what they got to do to win. They did it for three quarters. So all you got to do is put together a four-quarter game. I think Oklahoma's going to come in a little cocky because of what they did to Baylor. And uh, I think Baylor wins. Not only – I love the point spread. Like, if you want to bet to bet your mortgage on plus nine or whatever it is that you can find it at, bet that on Baylor plus whatever. Um, I also bet the money line. Uh, they're going to win. They're going to win the game. Baylor's going to be your four seed. All right. There it is. Playoff lock in. <clears throat> All right. A couple quick picks here. Louisiana, the Raging Cajuns at Appalachia State. Uh, I'm going to go with Appalachia State. Who you got? App State for sure. All right. Miami of Ohio, the second Miami versus the Central Michigan Chippewas. You said earlier. I'm a huge Chippewa guy. I put a random bet on them earlier in the season, money line to win. They were uh, not favorites. I won about 90 bucks on them. Uh, that was the most fun bet I've ever had because they won by about 50 points. Damn. So, uh, yeah, love the Chippewas. Go Chips. Go Big Chippewas. All right. I'm also a big Go Chippewas guy. All right. UAB at Florida Atlantic. I'm going to go with Florida Atlantic here just because Lane Kiffin. That's the only reason why I go Owls. Lane Kiffin. All right. Cincinnati at Memphis. This is not a quick pick, but I guess it could be since we mentioned it earlier. I think Memphis is going to continue winning against Cincinnati. They, like, you, it's hard to play a good team twice in a football year, but if you just played them last week, they still don't even have time to get over that loss. And then you got to see them again. So I, I got Memphis continue. Like, the, the, the game part two is pretty much an eight-quarter game at this point. Yeah. Uh, so I think it's the exact same over/under as it was last week. Uh, the over hit. Uh, take the over. This game's gonna have more points than it did last week. Memphis is gonna win by more as well. All right. Hawaii at Boise State. Quick pick. I got Boise State, even though Hawaii's offense is dangerous. Boise. 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 All right. Looks like we have. 
Seahawks on Boise State there. Virginia versus Clemson. This is not even close. I got Clemson. Clemson's going to show up and show out. The only thing, we might have a new nickname for Bryce Perkins after this game. It might be Big Game Bryce. Is that his name? Bryce Perkins? I think it's Bryce. But uh, if not, then we're renaming them Bryce, Big Game Bryce. Uh, I don't think it happens. Uh, when you got one player against a national champion, uh, I don't think it works out that way. So uh, I think Clemson wins. 28's a lot of points. They probably still come. Yep, I'm going with Clemson big time in this game. Looks like we have a lock on Clemson, and also Clemson locks its place in the college football playoff. All right, LSU versus Georgia. Most people have LSU winning this ball game. In fact, on ESPN, well, it's 55% to 44%. Okay, I didn't, I didn't. Uh, That's 44% of Georgia fans. Yep, they pretty much are. Okay, the play, the the bars look different. Uh, LSU's got minus seven on it. The over-under is 54 and a half. Um, I would take the over on this. LSU's going to score a, quite a bit of points, and they're, they might not be able to stop Georgia's, Georgia's offense either. LSU's defense isn't that great, to be honest. I'm big time on LSU. I, I've said it all year in this podcast. I'm not a Georgia believer. I think they've had a pretty easy schedule. Um, I I just don't think they're great, and I think LSU is. Uh, the spread at seven, I'm taking LSU. I think they win by like 21 points. Likely, likely. Yeah, yeah, I, I think LSU is going to win by at least two touchdowns, maybe maybe it, it 17 points. I think I'll put it at – shoot – 41, let's call it 41 to 21, 41, 21. Yeah, I think Georgia are frauds. They're big frauds this year. They're feeling pretty bad about letting Justin Fields transfer right about now. I, I, I'm not sure if Georgia, if they're frauds as much as they have just found way to win ball games this, this year. Besides that South Carolina game, they just dropped one. I, they're you know, playoff frauds. They're not playoff contender, but they're they're no, frauds as a playoff contender. I don't think they should be in the playoffs. That that's for sure. I you know they play they play Alabama and who knows who wins there. So, Clemson would slaughter Georgia. Yeah, I I'm I'm with you there. So I got LSU winning. You got LSU winning, solidifying their spot in the playoffs at number two. All right. Uh, last game, Ohio State. Well, we'll, we'll go a little Army Navy pick here, real quick. Uh, I got that's that's the next Saturday, but I'm gonna go ahead and take Navy because who knows if we'll, we'll get to this next week. I'm gonna go ahead and take Navy. Yeah, I'm on Navy. Um, go Navy, beat Army. Yeah, that's all I got. Blue Angels. Blue Angels. Yeah. Go Blue Angels. All right, Ohio State versus Wisconsin. Wisconsin been playing some good ball the past two weeks. However, so is Ohio State. They've been playing good ball all year long. They got Justin Fields. They got J.K. Dobbins. They got Chase Young. I don't see Ohio State dropping this game at all. We've seen this game already, and I was wrong about it. I thought Wisconsin with uh, Jonathan Taylor would keep it close, and they could not. And that's when I started believing that Ohio State was the best team in football. 
and they did it again last week. And, you know, like I said against Baylor, it's hard to beat a good team twice. I don't think Wisconsin's a top-10 team, even though they're ranked like that. I think they're more of a top-15 team. Um, I think Ohio State is far and away not top-two team. Yep. At least top three. So, I think it's going to be a blowout. Uh, take the points. Ohio State's going to show everyone who daddy is like they've done all year. It's going to be a fun championship game, whoever Ohio State plays. Yep. Looking at it, uh, yeah, I already hinted at it. Ohio State's going to run away with this one. And I, I picked a score. I think I picked a score on my ESPN thing. Yeah, I said 41 to 24 and maybe even more points than that. Ohio State is ready for the playoffs. And with that being said, we have another lock. Furthermore, the way we have the playoffs shaking out, it looks like both of us have Baylor at number four, number three, Clemson, number two, LSU, and number one, Ohio State. That being said, Ohio State plays Baylor, and Clemson and LSU play, and that's a fun matchup. That's right going to be the that's going to be the game of the year because I think Ohio State might blow out whoever they play in the championship game. But that Clemson LSU game, that's going to be a lot of fun. If you if you had to pick early early contender for for national champion, I mean it's Ohio State. Ohio State. I think I'm in agreement with you. I think they got a defense and. LSU does has a defense, but not nearly as good. And and uh, you look at uh, Ohio State's offense; it's just as explosive as LSU's. So it'll be a barn burner. And I yeah. think I think uh, Ohio State will win that game. However, I would like to see Ohio State Clemson also. I would like to see an LSU Clemson if maybe the rankings got shaken up a little bit. So you never know how the rankings pan out we'll see all right that was your week 15 conference championship in the books i got nothing go check out higher frequency podcast network i got a new podcast out with higher frequency podcast uh my old football teammate eric townsend he's a comedian in san antonio texas he came on did a great job it's a good podcast check that out that one out uh follow us on twitter facebook and spotify itunes and SoundCloud and YouTube like you're watching here now or not. Maybe you're listening to it. All right. You got anything to plug, Joey? You asshole. Go Gators. Go Gators for a whole nother year. Watch your profanity. Be gone.